got dreams. I got dreams. You got dreams. We got dreams. I got dreams. You got dreams. We got dreams. How many want to live their dreams? How many want to fulfill their dreams? The gifted ones got dreams, dreams, dreams. I got dreams. You got dreams. We got dreams. How many want to live their dreams? How many want to fulfill their dreams? The gifted ones got dreams, dreams, dreams. Watch my mother cooking She'd say don't stare at me Her hair so black and beautiful Her skin like ebony The way she held me in her arms And tucked me into bed Child, let there be no harm A better day And we are back with our final guest on Live from the Heartland today. Um, a couple people who have been involved in an incredible project for some time. Mead Palodowski and Judy Davis, welcome to Live from the Heartland. Thank you. Thank you for having us. What a treat to have you. Um, you are, Mead, you are the founder and exec director of Storycatchers Theater. The artistic director. The artistic uh-huh. director. There you go. <laughs> and Judy, you're the superintendent of Illinois Youth Center in Warrenville? That's correct. Okay, so you get to explain to us what both of those things are. Story catchers. Okay, so um, our mission is to guide young people to transform their trauma stories into powerful musical theater and and through the process of doing that to become leaders and mentors in their communities and leaders in the centers. Um, So we work, we have a wraparound program um, with the court involved kids that starts at probation, goes through detention, incarceration, and now into post-release. And a long time ago, <laughs> well, we started in 1990 at the detention center. And at from which there, detention center? The Chicago, uh, Cook so County. The Cook County, okay. Detention center. Juvie. Yes, so that was in 1990, um, and we've been there pretty much ever since. Wow. But from there, um, we, through a, a woman who was a trustee at the Chicago Foundation for Women, with, we had a small program for girls called Fabulous Females at the Detention Center. I remember and that. she said, yes, you should take that program over to the Illinois Youth Center in Warrenville because they're very program-oriented. And so we went there, and at that time, it was the Department of Corrections. So it was jail. It was prison. It right. was, you know, it, it had a, a different mindset than what it has today, um, because it was about corrections, it was about being compliant. Um, And then it turned into the Department of Juvenile Justice, and (laughs) ta-da, Judy Davis came. Um, You weren't the first one, but you've been there longer, yes? I've been there a long time, since 2008, and Illinois Youth Center Warrenville is one of five facilities in the Department of Juvenile Justice. And when I got to Warrenville in 2008, I was told, oh, you have this program here that's called Story Cat. No, was Music <laughs> Theater Workshop at that time. And I said, okay, and what does that mean? He said, well, that means that in uh, a month you're going to have this huge uh, performance in your gymnasium and you're going to have people coming in from everywhere to watch the performance. 
Um, so, so she's introducing us, and I, she says. <laughs> Oh and goodness. I really prepared for this. I prepared and I said, okay, I'm going to introduce this. I got up and I said, and I would like to introduce the, um, what did I call it? You called it the music therapy workshop. The music therapy workshop <laughs> because everything that I had seen prior to when they were performing in the stories that they were writing was, was therapeutic. And I couldn't get the music theater workshop in my little pea brain, so... So when we turned 25, we changed the name because what happened is that everybody, you know, because it was kind of generic, music theater workshop, right? right. would change it into what they wanted it to be. So for Judy, it was the music therapy workshop. For other people, it was the actors workshop. Uh, we've been, we were called MTV. But you're now, you're now story, story catchers. catchers. And that's what we do. We basically, we help kids to tell their stories and through that process to look at their lives, their choices, their environments, their relationships, and to make personal change and change in their community. Mm -hmm. So what, um, when you're dealing with these kids, are they in the system um, for a long time before you get them? Are they in, in danger of being? What, what is the status of the kids who are, avail who are availed of your program? Well, inside, it's different, and it has changed over time. I bet. Because when it was the Department of Corrections, and the kids had adult parole agents, which they did for a long time after that, um, it, basically parole was you get a list of, you know, rules, and if you broke any of those rules, you would end up back in the system. So we had kids that did not commit new crimes, but were back in the system, they had the revolving door of the system for years and years and years. So we used to have kids for a long time, but that's really changed, and mm -hmm. you should talk about that. Well, we became our own agency in 2006, and it's been a slow transformation to change from the Department of Corrections to a more therapeutic process. But um, whereas we probably had 1,200 kids incarcerated in 2006, we now have a little over 400 in the whole agency. And we've even That's closed. That's the, throughout the whole state? Yes. Throughout the whole Only state. Only 400 kids. Yep. They it's a little used to more than many at the Audi home in the old days. Well, right. when I first right. went to the Audi home, there were 900 kids yes. there. Yeah. They were stacked right. up on cots all the way down but, the halls. But, I mean, uh, Mead had referenced after our parole agents, we now have um, our agency has our own aftercare specialists that have much smaller caseloads and can deal with issues that kids have on a daily basis because well, this is a way more hopeful picture than we've had yes. a lot of I think you have an mp3 piece that we should probably is this time to do it Lynn okay wait set us up okay, what are we so going to listen to you're going to listen to the changing voices what they call their anthem and changing voices are the kids that get out and come to work with us and so they do theater they write their stories as an, a job and they learn job skills excellent and then they go out and perform in the community they do their stories outside and they use it as a, a springboard for discussion with groups okay let's hear what they do yeah Catches in the building. Who, what, and why? Who, what, and why? Who, what, and why? Who, what, and why? Who, we are the stories. What, we're changing our community. Why? Because the real power lies in our choice. I got one more chance, I'm gonna change my voice. Look, story catches is 
a place to be where we got a good family and community and we all is a unity cause today the way it's looking it ain't just you and me it takes a village to raise a child let's put the guns down make our mothers and our families proud make our mothers and our families proud yeah make our mothers and our families proud Changing our life, changing our voice. Wow, this is a huge program. Yes, it is. It's it's a fairly new program um, because it sort of took the having aftercare workers instead of parole agents and having kids incarcerated for less time in order for us to to actually be able to create it. But one of the things that had happened is that when we're inside, the kids are always like, we, we want to work with you on the outside. We want to work with you on the outside. And initially, we just start, tried to start it as a program that you would just come out and do theater. But they, they have so few resources when they're out. And they uh -huh. really need money. They need employment. They need a regular job. Because if they're going to go work for the McDonald's down the street, they're going to have no control right. over their schedule. So, Plus, their brain is going to get fried because they're eating badly. <laughs> I'd like to just ask, what led to the reduction in the number of people incarcerated in the youth penitentiary, so to speak? Well, there, there, there was some laws that were changed at the same time when we became the Department of Juvenile Justice. Um, we no longer get certain class of crimes that even come to us. Class A misdemeanors cannot come to us anymore. Um, there's certain class four crimes that don't come to us. The other thing that happened is um, our uh, aftercare services are much shorter time. So the kids could be on aftercare anywhere from six months to a year to 18 months. Whereas under the Department of Corrections, the kids were really could come back to us till they were age 21. Um, uh, so that means that some of the youth are, are being jailed as adults. Um, that, well, is that right? No. I mean, no. 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 Okay. Um, they would come back to a juvenile facility if they were 18, 19, or 20 years old, as long as they hadn't hit 21 yet if they were violated. Okay. Right. So we used to have kids. I mean, some of our kids we had, we knew them for eight years, five years, six mm -hmm. years. And now not so much, but I think that the other thing about having the smaller population is that these are the hardest kids to place. Uh -huh. These are the least pro-social kids that And you can go deeper with them? Yeah, so what, what mm -hmm. well, it, it's the difference between having a group of kids where you have, you know, sort of all different kinds of kids, and then kids who are really need a lot of attention. Right. I mean, when that first happened, I realized that huh. that we were going to have to really do much more one-on-one. -on -one. Um, we were going to have to change some of our methods just to, to focus mm -hmm. on kids who, you know, had outbursts, were disruptive, had anger issues. Um, you know, on a more regular basis, so that you just had to work harder to bring that team together. So how much is the upcoming annual benefit um, coming up Saturday, April 21st at the casino, 195 East Delaware, how much of that uh, is, how important is that to supporting your well, program? Well, everything that everything. We, <laughs> we make is, is important to, you know, support this program because now that we have an employment program for youth and we're growing that, um, that's a really expensive program, right? Because we're paying the kids eleven fifty an hour. They're working thirty plus hours a week. That's great. Um, you know, we 
learned early on that we needed to hire an LCSW right. um, to really focus on the kids and to help them with the myriad issues that they sure. have of you know being out on the street and being back in that violent neighborhood. One of our youth had 12 of his friends were shot over the last year and died, you know, and five of them over Easter weekend. So you have kids that are highly traumatized, you know, that, you know, um, so it's, you, you know, we have to deal with that and with that violence and, and the, you know, one of the kids um, said to me the other day, you know, we're safe here. They, they consider our place their safety net. Um, you know, that is where they feel safe, but then, you know, when they leave us, they have to figure out, you know, going back to their neighborhood and what happens. Wow. So, wow. How, how do people uh, support your efforts? Uh, lead us to the website. Uh, Storycatchers Theater, spelled R-E, it's the fancy theater. 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 Dot org. Um, and if you go on that website, you, there will be buttons to push so that you can donate or you can buy tickets to our benefit which is at a lovely place the casino club is this little black box of a building that's in the shadow of the hancock towers you don't really see it but it's the oldest club in chicago and oh i love it it's really cool and we have kids from our changing voices program from the illinois youth center chicago and the illinois youth center warrenville performing and they are amazing. And they are amazing. That is Saturday, April 21st, 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. at the Casino Club. Yes. So uh, please come. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great. And can I ask, how many kids are involved in the program right now, um, if you could say? Well, we have <coughs> kids at the detention center, the residential programs, we have 15 to 25 kids in each group there okay. and we have um, we're starting a new um, program at Austin Career Academy where the kids go to school half a day and will work for us in the afternoon so by through that the Changing Voices will expand to about 32 Were you by positions. any chance talking to our other guest out there who works in the Austin okay yes we, yeah, we, we already hooked up because <laughs> that's what we're looking to do with the kids who's being honored at this event I hear there's a couple of people including Judy well, Judy is our primary person right on. being honored. She is getting the story, the first annual Story Catching Award um, because she has made, just done significant work to help our program and to influence the system. This woman is amazing. She is truly amazing. I bet you could do some pretty good field trips with these uh, youngsters uh, in the incredible theater uh, place that is Chicago, like with our friends at Free Street and so many other uh, meaningful... Uh, mm -hmm. We take them on many field trips to theater performances because Storycatchers gets tickets for us. Uh, right, so. from the Goodman from Steppenwolf. We have a partnership with Steppenwolf Excellent. where they actually tour one of their shows every year through all the facilities. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, gosh, thank you for your good work. Thank you for the important Thank good you. work you do. Uh, it's so hopeful, um, particularly after watching what I watched last night on Vice. Mm. Oh, so sad. Uh, anyway, the annual benefit brunch again, Saturday, April 21st at the Casino Club, 195 East Delaware. Storycatchertheater.org. Support them. Talk to them. Michael. Uh, we we want to thank our guests, Dan Swinney, uh, Ann Whalen, Mead Paladowski, and Judy Davis. Uh, next week, we've got a really nice lineup. We have the activists Betsy Vandercook and Chris Johnson on the local school council elections. We have Remy Bumpo Theater Company, the artistic director. We'll talk about their production, Hang. And we're going to have 
Joseph Morganfield, son of Muddy, coming on the show.